Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in your father's house? I am. Uh, on behalf of the pastor and the leaders, the elders, I want to invite those of you, if this is your first time in our church, could you put up your hand if this is your first time in our church? Anyone come visiting us, please stand up. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. There will be a leaflet given to you, my sister. You can fill it up. And uh, one of the elders will meet you after the service. Let us stretch forth our hands to these dear sisters. There are two sisters here. And let us pray that God will speak to them today. That God will minister to them today. That they will never be the same. Father, we pray that you will reach out to these sisters. That they will never be the same again, Lord God. We ask you, Father, all this, that we know you brought them here for a purpose. Fulfill, fulfill it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Shall we bow our heads? I want you to pray, Lord, speak to me today. I want you to speak to me. As much as you're going to speak to the person on my right and my left, give me an obedient heart. Give me a heart that when I hear your word, I will put it into practice. Father, I pray that your word will come with power. Father, I pray that your word will go forth with signs and wonders. More than anything, I pray that your word will convict us of sin. Your word will bring us back to the cross. Your word will set us free from everything that is holding us in bondage. I pray there will be comfort for the ones who are hurt. I pray it will bring joy to everyone's heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I want you to tell your neighbor today, I'm going to watch over you so that you don't sleep. And watch over me also. Tell your neighbor. The enemy loves to put us to sleep, you know. So today you won't be angry with your neighbor if your neighbor says, I, you know that means you're falling asleep. Praise the Lord. See, in God's house we need to be happy. Most of us are too sad. We come with this long face like, as if I am going to die today. Hold on to me. No, we need to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Amen? As you have seen in the last two months, we are in a process of doing a serial of studies. So the study that... Is my voice too bass, brother? You can cut it down. They might go to sleep too soon. Uh, the title that was given to me is The Signs of the End. The Signs of the End. That's the title that was given to me. And it's taken from the book of Matthew chapter 24. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Can I have the screen on, sister? The screen has gone off. Matthew 24. The Bible says in verse 3, Uh, can I have Rajiv's mic on, please? As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Tell us, 
when will this happen and what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age. The disciples asked Jesus concerning the times and he did not answer them to that question. But they asked him again, what will be, they asked him, when will it happen? I'm sorry, when will it happen? And he didn't give them the answer. But concerning times, he said yes. For that question, Jesus answered it fully. When will it happen? No. But tell us the signs, he answered it. Christ tended to caution the disciples rather than to satisfy their curiosity. He cautioned them. Jesus told the disciples to prepare themselves than to give a distinct idea of the event. And if you look at the Bible, it's a place to prepare us. But we are not interested about being prepared. We are interested about only the signs. How many of us know that the signs are happening but are not getting prepared? From the time the Jews rejected Jesus and he left the house desolate, the sword has never departed from them. From the time he left the house, they became desolate. The sword up to now has never departed. Brethren, see what happens when we learn to refuse the gospel of peace. We open the doors of the sword to enter. We have to be very careful. The messenger of war will enter when we refuse peace to enter into our lives. Many people have said the end is coming. And it's true. We all believe it that the end is coming. But did you know that the Bible shows no prophecy of the latter times until Israel will be reborn into a nation. Listen very carefully. The Bible shows no prophecy of the latter times until the land of Israel is reborn into a nation. And let us look at point number one, my sister. The point number one is the birth and the establishment of Israel as a separate nation in one day. Next slide. The birth and the establishment of Israel as a separate nation in one day. Matthew chapter 24, verses 32 to 34. Matthew 24, we will be dwelling on the book of Matthew for this entire period. Matthew 24, 32 to 34. Yes, brother. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. Jesus is comparing the fig tree to the land of Israel. Yes. As soon as its twigs get tender. As soon as you see something happening to this land and you see it blossoming, you see it flourishing, you see there is a turnaround. And its leaves come out. Mm -hmm. You know that summer is near. Yes. Even so. Even so. When you see all these things. When you see all these events, there are events that are going to take place. When you see this events taking place, you know that it is near. Then you will know it is near. What are the events? We are going to look at those events of what are going to happen after the nation of Israel is to be reborn into a nation. Continue, brother. Right at the door. And it's, and it's not too far away. It's at your door. Yes. 
Truly, I tell you. Truly, I tell you. This generation. Ah, wait, my brother. Truly, I tell you that this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. This generation, when you see these things starting to take place, surely this generation will not pass away. What? Until all these all things. These things have happened take place even though the jewish people were scattered worldwide yet there was a time that was nearing for the children of israel to become one again as a nation and the bible calls this the latter days when this is going to take place it's called the latter days did you know that the bible indicates that one generation would not pass away until Israel is going to be reborn, until fulfilled. Now, the question is, what is the lifespan of a generation? And that to that question, we will say minimum 40 years, and the maximum could be 70 to 80 years is a generation. A person is able to live, if you take an average length of a person's life, it's 40 to 70 to 80. Now, our pastor Leslie will say yes to that for sure being a doctor. Now, many are living in this world without knowing that Christ is going to come in their lifetime. You can tell your neighbor, he is going to come in our lifetime. You might say, Brother Claudie, this we have been hearing for generations, but I'm going to prove to you through the word. Do you know the word does not lie? It's truth. And I'll prove to you. Let us go quickly to the book of Isaiah chapter 66 verses 8. Isaiah, you need to read your Bible very carefully today because this is a very important topic that we are studying. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one, one minute, brother? Who has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Can a country be born in a day? A country is coming to life in one day. Yes, brother. Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? Can one nation be brought forth in one moment? Yes. For as soon as Zion was in labor, mm. she brought forth her children. At the moment Zion is in labor, she will bring forth her children. The laboring has already taken place. One, two more scriptures. Micah chapter 5, verses 3. Micah chapter 5, verse 3. Open Therefore, your, yes. she shall give them up mm. until the time that she who is in labor... Ah, for the time they will be let loose, but there is going to come a time when she that is in labor is going to give birth. Yes, brother. Has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children. And at that time is remnant. All the children that are scattered from every land is going to be brought forth. One more scripture to show. Ezekiel chapter 38. Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 8. After many days, you will be visited. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those... In the latter years. You see that? In the latter years, you will. Yes. You will come into the land of those mm. brought back from the sword 
and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which has long been desolate. For a long time, my land has been desolate, but I'm going to bring them forward in the latter times. Now, 2,000 years ago, this prophecy would have said impossible. 2,000 years ago. How is it possible that a nation can be born in one day? How can it bring forth in one day? The northern kingdom of Israel was destroyed approximately 721 BC. The Assyrian army captured the northern part, but Judah was captured 135 years later. Since that time, approximately 14 different people have ruled the land of Israel. 14 different people from that period have ruled. From AD 70, 70, until 1948, the Jewish people did not have a land. AD 70 to 1948, the Jewish people did not have a land. Suddenly, May 14th, as predicted by, in the Bible, 1948, after 2,500 years, the land of Israel became a nation that night. Give God the glory. To Him alone belongs the glory. 2,500 years. If He said it, He will do it, He will do it. Amen? Literally thousands of Jews have returned back to the land. And in 1991, when the iron curtains of Russia fell, there was a majority of flow back into the land of Israel. He's calling them back home. The rebirth of Israel is the key sign indicating we have entered the latter times. Here is a prophecy. The rebirth of Israel is the main key sign that we have already entered the latter times. This is the beginning of the countdown for three things. The countdown for tribulation that is going to take place very soon, and it's already taking place. The countdown for the battle of Armageddon that is very soon, and the countdown for his return. The rebirth of Israel. The second point. The rising of false Christ and religions. Jesus says there will be a rise of false Christ and religion. Matthew 24 verses 4 to 5. Matthew 24 verses 4 to 5. Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. One minute brother. The first thing Jesus says, take heed. What will happen? You will be deceived. First he says, watch, because deception is coming into the land. Deception is coming into the house. Yes, brother. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. And he will deceive many. Jesus spoke of religious deception by false Christ. Today, we have so many false religions, false deception, that is, that this prophecy has already been fulfilled, actually, because there is so much a deception that is taking place. It is estimated there are three 
3,000 cults that exist in the world today. 3,000 cults that are existing now in this world. Have you seen the increase of astrology, Luke, Connor? Before people were afraid to, to, to talk about the future. But now astrology is everywhere. Satanism, openly done. Witchcraft, openly done. I was even uh, uh, warned by one of my students at one time some years ago. I will do something bad against you if you ever correct me again. I said, please run and go do it right now. I said, go and do what you are about to do. Demonism is now so prevalent and open around. Demonic activities everywhere. The Bible says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Giving heed to, number one, if it's found in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. Now, don't get angry with me. I'm going to say something that is hurtful. If you look around, this is so prevalent in Pentecostal churches. I'm sorry, it's the truth. I'll tell you why. Look at the division that is taking place in our churches. For small things, just because I do not like the tie that pastor wears, because I do not like the way he speaks, I will take one lot and go away with me. Just because I feel, oh, he's not speaking the way I want him to speak. Seducing demons are calling people and sending them into the church just to destroy the church. They come in. It's, that's not important. It's when they leave, they leave seeds of deception within the congregation. They've already gone out. But they have sown seeds. And these seeds germinate within the congregation. Seducing people to say, maybe this is not the right place. If God has brought you into this land, God has got a purpose for you. Look at what's happening in the pen. Do you see that in the Catholic churches? Dividing every week? No. Do you see that in the mosque? Do you see that in the temple? You only find it in Pentecostal churches. The moment I don't like you, come. Ten people to follow me. Let us open the church. That is seducing spirits. That is trying to take us away. Doctrinal spirits. Finding their own doctrine. It's chaos. 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 In the house of God. And I want to urge you. Be aware of these people. Either they are gone or they are coming. Or they have come. We have to be aware. You've got to be careful, my brothers and sisters. Look at the, the thing that is going on around us, the demonic activities, the white magic, black magic, rock and roll. Be careful of Christian rock also. Many people say Christian rock and they are rocking, but they do not know what they are rocking to really. Then we've got something known as trance music. I don't know if you have heard about it. Only this morning I came to know about it. Because I was trying to look at my daughter said, Papa, there is something known as trance music where you feel good. You feel that you are in heaven. You feel that you are lost. This music takes you away to a faraway land. Be, be careful. And there are many more prevalent that are happening within the body of Christ. Your children. 
be careful what your children are listening to. They will say, Papa, it's just Christian rock. Be careful, they'll be rocking on their beds. My third point, wars and rumors of wars. We've seen that in chapter 24, verses 6 to 7a. 7a. Yes, brother. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Number one, when you hear them, don't get troubled. Don't pack your bags and run. Don't do that. Continue, brother. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Till the end is not yet. And if you hear it and if you see it, we have seen two world wars. Every time a world war took place, people started, got ready, they sold off everything from their had. He says that still, that's only the beginning. Just the beginning, yes. For nation One. will Four. rise against nation. Nations will rise against nations. And we have seen this happening right around us. And kingdom against kingdom. This prophecy has already been into effect if you look very carefully. We have seen it taking place right around. Many people thought in the late 40s, that there won't be any more war in the world. You know why? When, when the UN, when the United Nations got into force, they said there will be no more war. But I want to give you a shocking statistic. After the formation of the UNO, UNA, uh, United Nations Organization, UNO, there have been 30 major wars that have taken place. Let me give you another sad thing. 50,000 million people 50 million people have died in these wars. And this is only the numbers that they have received. There are so much that have not received. 30 major wars after UNO. And 50 million people have died in various wars. Many countries are stalking deadly weapons. I mean, we do not know when, when, when one of them goes crazy and he could press the button. It says that when the nuclear war takes place, it's in the scriptures. Even your sockets will fall out from your eyes. Your tongue will burn within its mouth. Your guts will be burnt. That's the state that's going to take place. But those all are just the beginning. Fourth point. Famines, pestilence and earthquakes. Famine, pestilence and earthquakes. Matthew 24 verses the second part 7b. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. My brothers and sisters, we are seeing this happening right around us. We are seeing what's taking place. Due to population explosion, due to population explosion, the famine is still increasing in the world. There are pestilence like AIDS. There are pestilence like venereal disease, cancer, and other plagues that are incurable that are heating up people's lives. The number of earthquakes has increased 100-fold when compared to the last century. Earthquakes, 100-fold. I want to, can you bring that slide up, sister? I want to show you this slide in the last 100 years. Date from to 1863 to 1900. In a period of 38 years, there were 12 earthquakes only recorded. At a magnitude of 6.99, 12 earthquakes in 38 years, 1863 to 1900. The next one, 1901 to 1938 inclusive, 38 years, there were 53 earthquakes, magnitude of 6.99 only. 
you're going home. We will deny them. In many countries, such as China, Sudan, Africa, North Korea, Russia, and not to mention names, our neighboring countries, we see how Christians are suffering. But we are closing our eyes to what's happening around them. They are persecuted. Do you know many of our sisters in our neighboring countries are even put to the death just because they have that name Jesus, because they are a Christian? During tribulation, the suffering is going to be worldwide, not just our neighboring countries. Even to the point, the intensity is going to increase hundredfold. Cruelty is going to increase hundredfold. Be aware. Be aware that you will not be there that time. So don't be surprised at the small things that are happening in your office. Oh brother, please pray for me. My boss is very rude. Hello? He's not taking you to the gallows as yet. Wake up. I got permission from my niece to share this testimony. I spoke to her about, I think a month ago, and she said, I said, can I share this testimony of yours? She said, yes, please do it. My niece is a widow now. I think she's around 41 years old. She lost her husband on January 1st last year. Just because she gave her life to Jesus, when she took her children to school, she was refused admission because on that column you got religion, Christian. But not Christian means they want to know in, in bracket what Christian. Are you a Protestant or a Catholic? And she wrote Pentecostal, born again. And for that, she was never given admission for her children for more than four years. So she had no other alternative but to go to one of the most expensive schools and pay just to keep her children studying because they were refusing. And these are so-called Christian schools that were refusing her. She brought the point to a pastor um, two months ago and she said, Pastor, I can't know. I lost my husband. I don't have a job. There's no income coming in. How am I going to take care of these children? God intervened in a supernatural way. The pastor said, let us do one thing. Let us, you have been praying. I think this needs something more than prayer. Let us go to a time of fasting. The pastor called few people and said, we are going to pray for the sister. We are going to meet in her house. We are going to fast for a certain number of days. I don't know how many days they fasted. And after the fasting was over, there is a school in my hometown. I think Lyndon's mother will be knowing the school. This school is an English medium school for 120 years. English medium, it's a school only for boys for 120 years. It's known as Campion Higher Secondary School. 120 years, only a boys school. Overnight, God changed the law. The principal made the school a co-education, boys and girls. And she got first admission in that school for her children. Isn't God beautiful? A school for 120 years, only thing a boys school. Two months ago, just because few people went on their knees on a fast and said, Lord, look upon this widow. Look upon this widow. You are the God who answers. I want, I want to challenge you, no matter how long your situation is, go on a time of fast and say, Lord, I will fast, Lord God, and I will bring everything under subjection so that you will be Lord of all. You are the answer to my prayer. And nothing is difficult. Brothers, if God can change 120 years of, 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 a, of a law, will not he do much more for you and me? That is our God. 
That is our God. And she said, I got the first admission for my, for my two daughters. Don't ever think that you are a widow. Don't think that you have lost everything. Even though the nuns stand with you, God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen? My sixth point, quickly. Abounding of iniquity and lawlessness. Iniquity and lawlessness. Matthew 24, verses 12. Matthew 24, verses 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So you see that? Because of lawlessness, the first thing that will happen is the love of many will grow cold. Brethren, have you noticed sexual immorality has perverted so much in our society that sex is, has no meaning at all now? It's the most thing that is spoken of everybody so commonly. Before even a, a man could kiss his wife, he had to do it in the room so that the children also will not watch. Now it's done openly. A few days ago, I see my students stand out of the window and I see the atrocious things that they are doing. In front, broad daylight, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I had to call them and rebuke them. 11 in the morning, not even caring who's looking. In front, on the side of the institute, misbehaving themselves. Abortion, suicide, drugs are out of control. Do you know 20 years ago, what was the biggest crime in a school? Chewing gum. If you chewed gum, oh, that was a big crime. If you even use the word stupid, that was a big crime. You will be called and whipped. I was whipped without my pants on. I got whipping from my principal. Now, you could do anything on the face of the earth. And if you correct them, you will be disciplined. I want to share this. I got, it. I got permission from my, my friend. My friend told a stu student who was making such a lot of noise, he said, stop that noise. And just because he used a sign, stop that noise, he was called and said that he was going to take him to the police station. He's a teacher. A student said, I'm taking you to the police station because you used this sign to me. He meant just stop the noise. The teacher had to go and apologize to the student and said, I'm sorry for saying that to you. That's the state now that is happening. Are we not in the last days? I want to turn quickly to 2 Timothy, verses 3, verses 1 to 7. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 7. The Bible has about 21 iniquities that are prevalent in the, in the last times. And if you look at the scripture, we are going to look at it very carefully. He says that this will be in the last days, but I want you to show you something. This is already prevalent now. Now, before brother can read it, I want you to look at three areas. Look at the areas where this is so prevalent around us. Then, look at the areas. Is this taking place within my family that I'm not aware of? Then last, look at this area. Is this something that is happening in my life and that I am not aware of? Or I'm aware, but I've not taken heed to change. Let us go very slowly. We have all the time in the world to see the scripture so that we will not miss the mark. Yes, my brother. Second Timothy 3, 1 to mm. 7 says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. In the latter days, there will be terrible times. Number one, yes. People will be lovers of themselves. One minute. Look at that and say, how many of us, we love ourselves so much that sometimes we look at the mirror, the mirror might even crack on us. 
because we love ourselves so much. We turn this way, we turn this way, all the way. That mirror will say, you finishing yourself. Come on, get out. No, one more time, you'll have that last look and then you go. How many women, before leaving the house, before you go up and run back one more time, is that eyebrow is okay? Angel, you look nice, don't worry. No, just making sure. Next one point, brother. Lovers of money. Ah, see, to have money is not wrong. But to love it more than God, that's wrong. All God's children are blessed to be rich. But when you love money more than God himself, there's something wrong with that. Yes, brother. Boastful. Ah, have you seen nowadays children, how boastful they are? Not children. Hello, even elders. I did this. I spoke this. I have, when you want to talk to an elder, before you can say, Salam Alaikum, he will tell everything about himself. He's so boastful. Leaders, people, family members, everybody. Yes, brother, next one. Proud. This is very, very prevalent. I was a proud man once upon a time. Very proud. I thought I was very handsome. God says to take that away from you. And I had to be lame for 15 years to take away pride from me. I paid a heavy cost being proud. And God says, I will humble you and I'll make you a servant. And that's the reason I've taken on the thing of saying, I will serve no matter where I go so that I will never always remember I was proud once upon a time. God has taken away my pride and given me humility. Amen. Next one. Abusive. How many, how many parents are abusive to their children? You abuse your child for every simple thing. You curse your children. How children abuse each other. Listen to the voices of children when they are talking to one another. Abusive languages. Abusive languages. Yes. Disobedient to uh -huh. their parents. That we finished talking on last week. Let us not go there. Cross it, brother. Ungrateful. One minute, brother. Do you know how many children are so ungrateful to their parents? No matter how much the parents have suffered for them. Leave children. What about you and me? Our parents suffered to bring us up into this world. Are we grateful to them? Are we grateful to our parents for what they did? Just because you become a believer, you think you are great, I am. You fail to give the honor that is due to your mother and father. Go on to us if we do not respect our parents. Just because they have not given their life. Don't call them an unbeliever. They have still not yet believed. That's all. Your brothers, your sisters, your parents will know Jesus one day. Amen. Yes, brother. Unholy. This is everywhere. We, we show a double standard life. We have that holy coat on, but inside, unholiness is creeping so much within us. Yes, brother. Without love. That is so. We love only our kind. It's in bread of life. Go outside and see what's happening. Oh, Pastor, praise the Lord. How are you? Fine. Not another brother's there. I don't care who he, whether he falls and dies also. I have to hold Pastor's hand and shake his hands. I love him too much. Do we love everyone the same way that Jesus would have loved? Next point, brother. Unforgiving. Ha ha. We have a big problem. Many families... Wives, you suffer with this a lot when your husband does something wrong. What he did before getting married to you, you remember. That poor man forgot. God gave, took away that part of his mind. You will remind him continuously. Don't forget. Don't forget. I know you. What you did to me, you hurt me. You know that. I've written in the books of remembrance. 
Yes, brother. Slanderers. Mm, thank you. Continue, brother. Without self-control. Ah, children. Uncontrollable. You can't control some children. And we also are the same. Our children are learning only from us. They are not learning from anyone. Don't, don't simply blame the schools. Don't simply say that my child went to neighbor's house. The neighbor is bad. He sees you and your wife how you are behaving. He says, I want to be like that. Daughter says, I want to be like mom. And one says, I want to be like both. He's totally messed up. Continue, brother. Brutal. Hmm. Not lovers of the good. Hmm. Treacherous. Hmm. Rash. Conceited. Hmm. Lovers of pleasure ah. rather than lovers of God. Many of us suffer this. We love pleasure so much. We love. I fall into it many times. I fall into it many times. We love pleasure so much. Yes, brother. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. We have. We have a form of godliness. There's a look. Look at me when I walk. I walk like an angel. But I deny the power of God that there is. Signs and wonders are supposed to happen. Do you know that? Why is it not happening? Because we are not ready to receive it. We are not ready to receive that anointing. Number one, we are not ready to give it out. Number two, we are not ready to receive it. Don't blame the speaker. Many of us blame the speaker. We are not ready. Because see, in the entire crowd that was with Jesus, only one was willing to receive it. There would have been 500, 300, I don't know how many hundreds were there. Only one. That's the reason it's important for you as a congregation. Come waiting and expectingly to get God's anointing. Yes, brother. Have nothing to do with them. Mm. They are the kind who worm their way. One minute, one minute. Now I want to, sh I want to warn you. This verse is a very dangerous verse. Look at this verse. That's what, there's, a, there's a different brood of wipers that come into the house of God, come into your homes and see what type of they are. They, they are the kind who worm their ways into homes mm. and gain control over weak wills women. Be careful of them. They oh. can call themselves believers. They can call themselves brothers. Be careful. They will come into your homes and your woman who is not a strong person in the Lord, they will captivate them by, by wrong doctrine, by different ways and even taking away the women. Yes. Who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. You seen that? My brothers and sisters, I want to ask you a question. How many of you love Jesus? Oh, I was so scared. I've seen some hands not coming up. Thank you. Just put down your hands. I'm going to ask you several questions. Do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? Amen. So why don't you read the Bible earnestly if you say that the Bible is the Word of God? Why don't you carry that same Bible which you say is the word of God to the church? We all shake our hands as if we are coming for a picnic. Some foolish fellow will speak for 30 minutes. Another foolish fellow will, will sing. No problem, we'll go join the crowd. We don't even carry the word of God. Of all the books that have been given, there is only one book that God has given you and me. And that's the Bible. The question is, 
Do you read the Bible? You will say, yes, brother, I read it. 100%, I read it. If so, do you read it more than any other book that you have in your shelf? Than the novels. Do you read it more than what you watch your television program? If you say, the Bible is the word of God. Jesus doesn't talk about the prostitute. He doesn't talk about the murderer, but he talks about being aware of the hypocrites. They will not enter into heaven. The liars and the hypocrites. We say, I love God, but we don't read his word as much as we say we love him. We are lying. If we say we love God, and if the Bible is only the secondary and not the first, we are lying. And the Bible says, you might say, brother, I never molested another woman. I never stole. But the Bible says, hypocrites will not enter into heaven. Be aware of these small foxes. My last point, increase of knowledge. We'll be closing quickly. Increase of knowledge. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. My brothers and sisters, a study has shown in the last 70 years, there is an increase of knowledge, an increase of 25% more in the last, from the time of 5,900 years from Adam to 1940. There is an increase of knowledge 25 times from the time of Adam to 1940. A total information is doubling in mankind every nine months of knowledge. There's an increase of knowledge doubling every nine months that is taking place. Our generation is the only generation that is having knowledge explosion. There are 300,000 books titled every year. Every year there's 300,000 book titles, new books. There are more than 3,000 new websites every week. Every week, 3,000 websites are taking place. From the time of Adam and Eve till the 19th century, man traveled at the speed of 50 miles on horseback. The maximum speed, man traveled 50 miles per, per hour. Now, your husband can travel 35,000 feet high in the sky. And more than that, you can get him on the phone also and talk to him. 35,000 feet. And you know that he can travel at the speed of 600 miles an hour. Look at where was 50 miles. And look in the last, last generation. 600 miles. More than that, let me tell you. If you send your wife a message from India and if you tell her that you are in New Zealand, she will know in which street you are also in through the message. You can't hide your wife and say, honey, I'm in New Zealand. She said, honey, I know you are in India, in your mother's house. Don't lie to me. No, I'm not in my mother's house. No, I can see it on WhatsApp. I know where you are sitting. You are even in the bedroom also, I know that. More than that, in the recent years, due to jet age, man can travel at the speed of 25,000 miles an hour now into space. Are we not in the latter days? Let me tell you something. I'm going to shock you. Up to 1990, all the instruments that we see right around us were single units. For example, typewriter by itself was a single unit. Camera, single unit. Telegraph, radio, 
scanner, computer, clock, internet, calculator, photo album, video games, books, CD, Bible CDs, conference calls, voice recorders, memo pads, maps, tape recorder and light bulb were all separate instruments. Now, due to technology and advancement of knowledge, they are all in one piece. All this which I called out now is in this one unit. Technology has increased, knowledge has increased and we are not even worried what's happening. But you know what's the bad news? Knowledge without God only produces an intellectual barbarian. Knowledge without God. Let us read one scripture quickly. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, brother. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34. Come back to your senses as you ought mm. and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. Mm. I say this to your shame. You see that? We are ignorant of God. We have all this knowledge. We have no knowledge of Him. Next point. Worldwide evangelism. Matthew 24 verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Brethren, the gospel has reached. Do you know statistics say there's 175,000 lakh people receiving Jesus per day. Per day. Statistics shows worldwide. 1,75,000 people receive Jesus per day. This prophecy of evangelism has already taken place and getting fulfilled. Don't think it's not gone. Number one, television, radio, missionaries, translation of the Bible in various languages, and the internet. It has reached. Let me give you a scripture quickly. Zechariah chapter 5. Zechariah chapter 5. Verses 1 to 4. Zechariah chapter 5 verses 1 to 4. I'm going to give you something astonishing. The Bible says in Zechariah 5 verses 1 to 4. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked and behold a flying scroll. And he said to me, what seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. The length thereof is twenty cubits and the breadth of ten cubits. Then he said unto me, this is a curse that goes forth over the face of the world of the earth. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off on this side according to it. And everyone that sweareth shall be cut off on the other side according to it. Look at verse 4. Very dangerous. And I will bring it forth, says the Lord of hosts. And it shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. Here is the verse. And it shall remain in the midst of his house. It shall remain, if you have your Bible, underline it. It shall remain in the midst of his house and shall consume it with timber thereof and stone. Now, let me, about few years I was watching TBN, few years ago, before Paul Crouch could pass away. Paul Crouch said one important thing. He says that he, he approached the, the satellite station and he asked them a question. He says, the satellite that has been going out of, of TBN, of the word of God, I would like to know what's the size of the satellite. And you know what is amazing? Exactly that. 30 feet by 15 feet. Can you have a scroll which is 30 feet and by 15 feet in the midst of your house? No. Do you know what is the size of 30 feet and 15 feet? And it's one scroll and the Bible says that it will enter into the midst of the house. 
The satellite that is orbiting around where you're getting your, your Christian channel is exactly 30 feet by 15 feet, according to the Bible. Now, it says it will be in the midst of your house. Where is our televisions? Our televisions are right in the midst of our house. And he says there will be two curses. The people of Israel were doing two wrong things. It says one, they were stealing and they were blaspheming. They were lying. They were stealing from God and their tithes and their giving. And they were blaspheming and they were lying saying that we, did, we don't rob God. And look at the swearing that is taking place on the TV. Look at the swearing language that is taking that you can't even sit with your children and watch. It says, I will bring it in the midst of your house and you will watch it. Be aware. Be aware. Last, I want to close because I don't have time. 9-1. Invention of international television. You will find it in Revelation chapter 9 verses 9, uh, Revelation chapter 11 verses 9 and 10. No need of reading it, brother. We find in Revelation 11 verses 9 and 10, it talks about everyone will see these two witnesses who are in the center of Jerusalem, that they will be killed. But the Bible says that the whole world will see it happen. My father didn't believe it. Because it didn't make sense to my father when he read it. He says this cannot be true. But when international television was broadcasted, now you can watch anything that takes place in the inner corner of the world. The whole world can see it. Is it not one of the signs that the whole world will see the two witnesses? And we know the two witnesses are enough and Elisha, that they will come back. The Bible is true. My last point, my brothers, I want to close with. So what's the purpose of all these signs? What is the purpose? That's the most important thing. We have, we have seen the signs. And what's the purpose? Number one, so that we know that Jesus loves us. He proved that by his sacrificial death on the cross for you and me. He loves us so much, even though he gave his life for you and me. He has gone one more step further and he has given us a warning to be aware that when he comes, that he's, when he's, that he's coming soon. These signs are given so that we will be prepared for them when they happen, number one. That we will be prepared when it happens. Number two, to prepare us from falling in undue fear and worry when they happen. Because when that happens, we are, most of the time we are afraid that it's happening. Number three, to keep us from carnal security of our thinking that the day of judgment is too far. Many of us are thinking it's going to happen. It won't happen in my lifetime. I will die. My children will go get caught. No. Let us be careful. Number four. To give us courage and boldness in standing firm in our Christian faith as we see these signs happening. Number five. To confirm our hope and our confidence that He is coming very soon to bring us eternal life eternal salvation in heaven. Amen? Number six, to confirm and verify His word is true. What He told us 2,000 years ago is coming to pass in our generation so that we could know that all His promises that He has given us is true and amen. And that one thing that we could say, we could say, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen? The question is, before I can close. Are you ready for his return? That's the question. Don't go out and say there was a beautiful message spoken. The question is, are you ready? My brothers and sisters, in order to go to another land, there are three things that you need. Stop sleeping, my brother. There are three things that you need. You need a passport. You need a visa. You need a ticket. Your passport to heaven is you need to be born again. 
But being just born again and accepting Jesus will not take you to heaven. Many people are living in this false notion. I gave my life to Jesus. I'm going to heaven. No. You need a visa to go there. And what is the visa to go to heaven? You need to be living in right standard before God and man. You need to be bearing fruit. You need to be watchful. In order for your visa, you need to watch what are the rules of this land. And the third, you know why you need to be watchful? Because of the captain of the host is coming. And my third point is, you need a ticket. Your ticket is being faithful till the end. The virgins, the foolish virgins, were not faithful till the end. They were watching. They said he's coming anytime. He's coming. But not till the end. We need to be watchful till the end. He says, behold, I will come like a thief in the night. He is coming. The question is, are you ready? Can we rise on our feet? Behold, he comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun At the trumpet call Lift your that you still need to ask yourself is this what are you going to do about it as brother Claudie said don't go and tell him outside it was a very nice message the whole issue is what are you and I going to do about it God is good to us God loves us and therefore God is giving us warning signs we have got to catch it. We have got to take it. What we do on, for 70 years on this earth, what we accumulate for 70 years on this earth, the fame, the name we make for 70 years on this earth is rubbish. What we need to look for is eternity in heaven.
Are you sure of where you are going? There was a question which was asked in the beginning. Are you sure of your salvation? Or are you doubtful? You are not too sure what it meant. Or you haven't experienced it yet. In 1st Thessalonians chapter 5, I will read a few verses, then we'll close. Chapter 5, verse 1. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Verse 4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Therefore, let us not sleep. Let us watch and be sober. A few months back, we were reminded just before Jesus went to the cross, the words he said were, watch and pray. Today he says, watch, be sober. Let's just thank the Lord. Just say, thank you, Father. You have reminded me once again that the day is coming and it's not too far away. We see the signs. We know that this is the time. And Father, I do not want to be left behind. Where you are, that's where I want to be. My eternity must be with you and with no one else. Just tell God. Tell God. That's where you want to be. What are the changes you need to make? You've seen the signs. You've heard the... of the times. We are not a hard-hearted people. God has not put a heart of stone in our bodies. We can respond. Respond to God. Do you need to know the Lord? Is there anyone here who says, today I need to know the Lord? All eyes closed, but if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to make your future certain, now is the time. Put up your hands. Do you want to accept Christ? Warnings are given for a season. Then they stop. Then the actual fact happens. Father God, we want to thank and praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for speaking to us today. Loud and clear, you have told us, Lord Father. Watch. Be prepared. I am coming soon. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that we will respond accordingly, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord Father. We thank you, Father God, for divine favor upon him, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that your anointing will be poured out upon him, Lord. And you will continue to use him 
to bring your word across to us, Lord. We pray for him and his family, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for being with every one of us. And as we depart from this place, we pray, Lord, that we will go out with your word on our lips. Father God, I pray, Lord, that this message that you have given us today will not be forgotten. But we will know what we need to change in our lives, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.